Welcome to Me, Myself, and Millie, a podcast that gives light and levity to infertility and different pathways to parenthood. I'm your host, Millie Brooks, and we are joined today by our guest, Audrey Q, who is currently in war-torn Ukraine, waiting for the arrival of her son via surrogacy. For today's episode, we gathered some questions from folks via Instagram, so we will be running through that list of your questions for Audrey today. Um, Audrey, great to connect with you today. How are you holding up? I am still very anxious. Um, Days here seem very eternal. It's like time is really going slow. I love how you phrased that. Things seem eternal. Yeah, I've um, I can't see, can't see uh, progress of the time passing by. I have no sense of time right now. Um, I'm a little, not a little, a lot. You may be hearing airplanes in the background. This is the first time I'm starting to hear airplanes going around. This is probably the fifth airplane going around. I've heard two sirens today. Um, the country has received a number of attacks on the southern, eastern southern side. Um, so yeah, it's it's getting a little tense right now. We're I, I believe we're still in a relatively safe zone, um, and that may be because we have those planes going around. Um, but it's it's still it's still surreal when you hear the sirens. Yeah, what goes through your mind when you hear those sirens? The first time it was like, oh shit, we better go and get to a safer part of the building. There's no bomb shelters where I'm at. So like, I tried talking to the, um, to my apartment lender, how you call that? My lease person, my landlord. Um, and they're like, yeah, there's nothing we can do. Uh, my surrogate was like, yeah, it's business as usual here. And you can hear people continue to work. Mm-hmm. So peering into your Instagram, it looks like you've had some pretty good meals, thinking specifically about a huge platter of different meats. Uh, describe the hospitality and food in, in uh, the part of Ukraine that you're in right now. Um, we've tried to do our research before we go to any place. We have found that in terms of um hospitality the younger generation right like i've talked before it's more kind and receptive and and try to go beyond especially the people who speak the language they try to come and and defend me in in a way right if if they think there's something sneaky going on um the older folks the older generation they i wouldn't say that they're like evil i would say that they are frustrated because they can't communicate and um, we try, you know, I, I have no shame trying to speak my broken Ukrainian, but I guess it's not well. Um, so it's, it's a little frustrating. You, you sense a little frustration from them. There's been times that we've been, we've been refused service um, and that's okay. We just go to the next place and, and we, we always find someone who's willing to take care of us. Have you heard from your surrogate today? 
Yeah, so this morning I sent her a picture of a hot tea that Jorge was drinking because we were yesterday talking about how like I'm addicted to coffee and how I just bought this um, coffee, not machine, but coffee device that is very popular in my culture and apparently it's here too. So I was really happy to have found it. So I bought one, but over here the cooktops work through induction and that's something we weren't familiar with. So that means that I needed a bigger plate for it to make contact to contact to get heated. So we had to get a little creative with the co coffee pot. Um, so I was sharing about that and you know, she was sharing that she's a, not a fan of coffee, but rather than tea. So we just talked about a little bit about hot tea. Um, I shared with her that I found this coffee device that is very common, commonly used in my island to make coffee. Um, and I was so excited to find one here on the street. Okay, let's move on. Describe a typical day for you. What does a typical day look like for you? So for me, a typical day is um, trying to hope that my surrogate goes into labor, um, trying to see if we can find any snacks inside the house or deciding if we need to go out and do some groceries, um, walking. If we do decide to go somewhere, we either go walking or we use Bolt. Uh, we're trying to stay home and I spend a lot of time writing right now. This next question from Instagram, um, we sort of talked about it a little bit in some of the previous episodes, um, but because those episodes have not been released, um, this kind of reviews sort of the surrogacy pro process. Um, so how this person would like to know how and why did you choose your surrogate in Ukraine? So I chose to do surrogacy in Ukraine because how it works for us, for the intended parents, how the laws all are built here in the country to protect the intended parents, no matter where you're from. Um, and also compensation wise, how much worth would it be for the surrogate? Um, how much she would get out of this as well. Um, the way that we show our surrogate is the agency they share profiles with her, of her, that includes picture and history and, and it equivalates higher for them that would have been in somewhere else. So that was another thing that draws over here. But how did we choose our current surrogate? Well, we went through five surrogates. I took part on choosing surrogates one, two, three, um, but sorry, one, one and two, but surrogates three, four, five, it was all Jorge. He would just go through the profiles and then share with me which one he chose just because I couldn't handle um, the, the, you know, the, the process at that time. Yeah. And so the surrogate that you're with right now is number five. That's correct. She's number five. Next question is how long after Mateo's birth do you anticipate needing to stay in Ukraine? If everything is ideal, you know, in a perfect world where he's healthy and we can get away with our current situation, which is not having Katya or our surrogate's passport, 
we anticipate staying three days. Um, the good news is that my surrogate finally has her passport completed. So, I mean, it's, it's ready for her. So worst case scenario, she would go and come back. Um, so maybe if it's not three days, maybe a week. But from here, it doesn't mean we get to go to Germany or go back home. It means that we now then have to go out of Ukraine and wait in Poland for us to process his passport. How long will it take to process the passport in Poland? Um, anywhere between four to 10 days, um, if things continue to be sped up. Got it. What is the first thing you will do when you get home to Atlanta? Pick up Jolene, <laughs> hug my friends, and take a long stroll with Mateo around our house. Mm, that sounds lovely. Well, that concludes the questions from Instagram. Thank you, everybody that sub who submitted your questions. Um, you know, Audrey, as I'm following you on Instagram and TikTok, um, you know, it sounds you're you're sharing a lot about being homesick. And, um, you know, wanting to be home. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I think that when my anxiety kicks in, right, um, I, I'm not a person who takes rejection very well. So when I get, you know, these situations where um, I feel rejected or that I can't really feel free because I, I I don't feel free to just walk around and take pictures I just it just makes me feel homesick I feel I you know I want to go back home I want to eat my food even though I can find American food but I you know I want to eat I don't want to translate and guess what I'm gonna get right sometimes we order stuff and it's not what we thought it was gonna be mm. um I don't want to wake up nervous i i like routine not having a routine really has impacted me um so yeah i'm just i'm just ready to go home and and feel safe I, and i know that with the current situation in the us it's kind of shaky as well but i can i can guarantee you that i feel much much safer and at home in the us than right now where i'm at mm -hmm. yeah well we're all thinking about you, Audrey. And um, until next time, you're in our hearts. Love you too. And thank you for all the questions. And hopefully next time we have more, more information and good information. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Me, Myself, and Millie. Follow us on Instagram at Me, Myself, Millie for more podcast updates. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe and share on social media. A special thanks to my husband, Rowan Brooks, for technical support and Cal Reichenbach, who did all the music you heard in this episode. You can check him out at calzonemusic.com. Thanks, cutie bombs, and see you next week. <laughs>